Welcome to Yippie Kaye Classic. We got a good one from 19. I think it's 1988, but I could be wrong. Debbie's going to be bringing a film. She uh, she won the spin last week. We'll talk about her film in a second. But before we do that, let's just do a little Ron Robin of what we watched this week. Let's start with Wojo and Brad. I love true crime. Brad hates true crime. I have been watching so much true crime <laughs> when he's working. So um, I watched The Staircase, which was really good. Um, on Netflix, I watched, and now I'm watching Sons of Sam, which Sons, just what's Sons oh, of Sam? Oh, it's on Netflix. It's um, it's a it's a, a short series. Um, well, and and it's very strange. I don't understand why they did this documentary after the the reporter that it's basically a lot about. He became obsessed with the Son of Sam murders, okay, okay. and basically found all this information. I'm just on episode three. Um where it it David Berkowitz didn't act alone. Like there were all the and they have all this, all these interviews, all this evidence, wait, all wait, this wait. stuff. Did it just they, makes you think. It's it's really did interesting. Did they find are you saying they found the dog that gave him orders? No, he, he killed the dog. <laughs> oh man, we'll never get the true story now. Well, well, is, that a, is that a is that a, what you think of the series once it's done? I read the book when it first came out, and even then I, I found it really compelling, but I got kind of skeptical at the end. So it'll be interesting. To oh, see. yeah. Well, I'll tell you next week if I'm really ticked off. And I tell you mm-hmm. what, the uh, depiction it. of him in Mindhunter, that Mindhunter season two was really good. When they oh, him in that thing. Yeah, in we watched Mindhunter. That was a really good yeah. And then they canceled it. Well, I thought it was canceled. They They're negotiating back. third season right now. Oh. It's just been a few years now. So. Yeah, yeah, it has. Well, it was probably right before COVID. Too, oh, oh right? we watched Manifest. This week, and we watched we watched the two hour season finale, and it ended on this note where you go, "Oh my god!" And then I found out yesterday they canceled it. There's a good chance <laughs> Netflix might pick it up because they've been running it, and evidently it it was in like the top ten since yeah, it was number been one yesterday. It. I think yeah, yeah, people are watching it. Yeah, number I one. Seen it yet. Yep. Uh, is that it, Brad? We were afraid it was going to be another Lost. And lost, we liked it. until the last episode, and then we both got so mad. No, it was going downhill. Well, okay, yeah, it was. We just but expected more to happen. We expected more. It went down the hatch, you could say. Yeah, yeah way is that a lost hatch. reference? Yes. Way yes. down the hatch. John was very disappointed. I heard her story about having oh, a reporter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You was, know why? Because reporters asked them in the first season. They lied. Um, are they exactly yeah. are they they're in purgatory aren't they yeah. in purgatory oh no wait no. till you see and then they get to the end and i think they just didn't know how to wrap it up you know no, there's and no just, think that's what happened they haven't they had they no idea what the ending would be when they exactly yeah. i think they probably thought they'd get canceled well before that <laughs> you're probably right but they probably should have i mean Look, that show that show on that show that show only existed because Lloyd Braun was running ABC at the time and Survivor was a huge hit on uh, CBS. And he told oh. his development people, give me a show in the jungle. Like, <laughs> I want a big show. So Wait, Lloyd Braun is his real name. I think so. Yeah. Cause that's the Lloyd? guy. That's the character from Seinfeld. Lloyd Braun. <laughs> I, think it's, I think, I think yeah. it's Lloyd Braun. 
I think yeah. it's Lloyd Brown. Anyway, he was the guy who was running Mental ABC. Uh, uh, Serenity Now, that was his thing. Serenity. Oh now. right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, that that's why they JJ Abrams got hired to make a show in the jungle that was like Survivor, but it was written but different. Mm-hmm. The first season was oh, great. And we watched Porky's because yeah. Brad had never seen it. Look, oh, God. that was one I was going to bring. Lassie. Lassie. Why do they call it her Lassie? Really Take her to bad. the gym. I might have oh, liked it back God. then. That I said weird. to him, I can't believe it's I watched so this movie bad. dozens of times. That When's scene? the last time you watched it, John? If you I don't care. It. When the coaches are laughing, that is the funniest scene in that movie. I die every time I see it. When she's explaining in the shower. <laughs> Can we call it a tally watching These late seventies, early eighties movies, how racist they are! How oh my awful god, they are! I mean, they're just yeah. It was. Do you guys ever see Soul Man? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> you see Thomas see Howell. Thomas yeah, Howell. see Thomas Howell. Yeah, he's such a good. Right, well, actor. that's the eighties. That that's the whole. Wow, this movie we're going to do tonight is a time capsule, I think. But anyway, I, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, John. Anyway, that's ours. So feel free to ask me about the misogyny and then movie we're going to discuss this evening because you well, just freely talk freely that. talk about it john so, uh, for uh for our other show we watched we did a review of wrath of man with jason uh, statham what's that show stream <laughs> quest um so i uh it was pretty bad actually and I, i'm a big i'm a big jason statham fan so i watched a movie that was uh, actually made in 2013 but it's been running on netflix called Homefront with him that's in it. fun it's excellent. And James yeah. Franco is the bad guy. And Winona Ryder plays really uh, out of character for her. And it was uh, com- uh, compared to Wrath of Man. Wrath of Man was here. This movie was here. And he was really good in it. He was he was uh, likable. He was funny. He was dangerous when he needed to be. If you haven't seen it and you like him, uh, good movie, good characters in the movie set in Louisiana. It's really good. I, I really it, was enjoyed it. Was it a theatrical it release or was it? I, it, I was. I, it, it was. It was, but I don't think it did anything. It's home front. Yeah, home one front. word, home front. And I know that on Netflix, uh, it's getting a lot of hits. That's the only reason why I watched it. Uh, they've been talking about it a lot. And after that last one I watched with him in and I said, I want to, I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was 2013. I, I thought it was much more recent than that. And then when I looked it up and saw it was 2013, I was like, wow, that was a while ago, but it was good. I really enjoyed it. But it's Frank, an action movie like, um, like in you know, a raw deal or commando or one of those eighties action movies. It's really violent. It's really fun. Yeah. But and you still really more good fun it. than Wrath of Man. Really still, good. But it. still go to Stream Quest and watch our review of Wrath of, of Man. Course. Yeah. Wrath of course. Wrath of Man is worth so discussing, you don't just have not to. watching. <laughs> That's right. Good one. All right. Sean we watch Debbie. it so you don't have to. Well, two, two, just, three, two. we watched ah. the entire show in one day. One. Which Dirty John? Season one or two? Season one. There's With uh, Eric Banya? There is a second season. Yeah. Huh? Eric Banna. Eric Banna. Eric Banner. is another Seinfeld. I get every name wrong. <laughs> the Australian. That, guy. I saw the same one. Okay, talk. It's great. Bye. It's a, anyway. fabulous. It's now, fabulous. Is Dirty John based on the podcast? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's a true story. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of the boyfriend from hell. Unless you're dating Ted Bundy, maybe he'd be worse. Uh, slightly. Yeah. Uh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's I'm a good one. That's a good one. How many episodes season, was it that you watched today? How many eight, episodes? Eight episodes. Eight? Oh. That's yeah, not we watched all eight of the episodes. The second season's very, it's a Betty Broderick season. Christian, uh, Christian uh, Slater, Slater right? and, uh, Amanda Pete. Yeah. Christian Slater plays a guy who's like a, abusing a woman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, but, he's not uh, abused. He's, he's mentally, he's like mentally abusing. He didn't physically abuse. It's still anybody. abuse. Yeah. yeah. No, it's total. No, but know, this but was, he um, shot him. <laughs> well, here's, <laughs> spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> not quite, but. 
tables all your Anyway, we're talking. Sean and Debbie are talking about season one. It's like eleven forty-five, and I thought there were ten episodes. So when it, you know, it's like we got to go to bed, but like we were not going to stop until we finished it. And unfortunately, there were like only eight. And we also watched Kaminsky Method. I don't know if anyone's seen it yet. Well, that's How is that? With Michael Douglas. Douglas. How is it? Really? Oh, yeah, it's really good. I'll, I'll have to watch it. You know, the thing is, Michael it's Douglas not like a streaming Douglas. theory series because it's done by Chuck Lorre, who does – it's a sitcom. It's a one-camera sitcom, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, with A-class actors in it. And the first – the beginning of it is better because after a while, for those who haven't seen it, it will suddenly jump. It will say one year later. It's like, wait a minute. I wanted to see that year. And then it'll have like two episodes and it'll say 10 months later, you know, so it does some, it, you know, it kills some characters that I, that I thought gave the show a lot of life and all, but it was a really, it was really well done. I think it really got the menu of actors and acting schools really well. And it was funny. And you know, you you know, it had Alan Arkin in it. He's he's great as an agent. I love him. A really powerful agent and um Michael Douglas as Sandy Kaminsky, a failed actor who has like a successful acting school, you know, and um Arkin is like his best friend and his agent who cuts him no slack whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um it, it was a it was a great show. We watched all of those too. You know. Yeah, well back uh the Dirty John <clears throat> Uh, what's amazing about that is when you research the stuff, the the podcasts and the information, they're nailing a lot of, they're getting a lot of it right. Yeah. And, and even the actors they're hiring to portray these people are similar to the people who are, you know, the Brady Broderick a little less. Like Amanda Pete was a softened version of the woman who had Brady Broderick where uh, Meredith Baxter Bernie played her in the 90s and she she was much more close to the actual person. Anyway, great series. And they're about to do a number three and they're working on that. They're trying to figure out what that's going to be, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So good, good one. Drew. Well, I want to say since we're, we're actually recording this week and you never know next week, something could happen. We have to wait another week. Um, next week will be my one year anniversary on this show with you guys. <gasps> you know what? Yeah. I think given what you wow. just said, we're going to skip a week and do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, this is my 41st episode to record of wow. uh, Yippee Tippy. And um, it's been, we've had that been a lot. It's been a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of fun. So I want to thank you guys for inviting me to, to show up for an episode with Alan Arkin, little miss sunshine, and then saying like, all right, he can stay. So thank you. Well, you and John, both of you have been a good addition. Something, you. but you've really connected with Drew Ralph. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, Kendrick, he couldn't Kendrick have Spears. a romance with you because then it would be no. incest. It would be a little <laughs> weird. Yeah, brother romance. Kind of yeah. But uh, Drew's opened up a whole lot of doors in Ralph's life, and I really like that. Who's oh, got a phone ringing? That's, 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 that's my bad phone. phone. Commissioner. <laughs> it's yeah, I'm on it's gotta right be now. I can't talk. I'll have to call you back. Uh, well, Drew, I didn't realize that you, that's, you, that's amazing Bye. that it's been a year, right? So yeah. Because we started this kind of, well, in March, I guess, when the, pod, when the pandemic first started. And you came on. I have to update the IMDb page. Yep. June 23rd. All right. Dad? All right. Is that, oh, that my what you brother. want to say? My brother was at the No, I want to talk about what I want to go attack. Okay. I wanted so, to say something. First time he's ever had it. So he was. Oh, Vertigo uh, is the worst. It's a shitty well, my movie. Mo- and my mother has it condition. really bad. And this was the first time he's ever had an attack of it. Uh, who's that? So, Who got Steve. it? Steve. Uh, Steve was in rough shape today. Well, that's tough. So he was calling me, I'm, but I'm I, blew him off. I blew him off for the show. Did Drew just say Vertigo was a shitty movie? Yeah, he did. Oh my did, God. But- it's so boring. 
But uh, watch so Movie Strange, you'll understand why. <laughs> so boring. It doesn't have even one news anchor touching himself. So, like, <laughs> to, to a movie like that. So this week, um, I took Zoom yet. Back uh, this this podcast. To this week's podcast is dedicated Jeffrey Tubin, Everybody, that's why we keep bringing it up. <laughs> he's because he's back, kindred spirit. Um, he's back. He's back. Or is he? Um, he's right. a, he's a legal analyst, so he's just pounding he's that gavel. That's right. He was pounding the pavement for a while. He was pounding something. All he's right. Been, he's been found not guilty. <laughs> so uh, I took the recommendation of a lot of people, um, including uh, John, and I watched Invincible, um, the superhero cartoon. And I got to tell you, I'm really bored of superhero stuff in general. And then when somebody says, no, no, this one, this one is good. You got to watch this one. That happened with the boys. And I really enjoyed it. And so I said, all right, I'll trust John and other people. And um, I, <laughs> I would call it interminable instead of uh, invincible. I was co- so incredibly bored. And then right at the end, it's super gross, but it was also still boring. Um, <laughs> and I felt like I think in this show, Omni-Man's character lied about this and he's really doing that. And, and I didn't even care enough to find out if I had figured out I was just really bored. But I tried. Wow. Oh, I tried. Surprise. And then I watched the the first episode of Loki, which um, it was okay. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, don't worry, I'm not spoiling anything. Oh, no spoilers! I gotta wait <laughs> till I they did, all drop. What I did watch, what I what is Loki the angel? Uh, Loki He's a god is of the, mischief, the, the Norse god who's a, a Marvel character. I've been reading Tom a little Houston. about that, and I'm sort of intrigued because they're gonna go back in time and do stuff, and he's gonna show up in places like. And they, it, this isn't in the show, but he was supposed to be running Studio Fifty Four at some point, and yeah, there's, there's a whole it's, plot I'm not, with sure, I'm not sure what they're what they're going to do with it, and it's, yeah. the whole thing is this uh, agency that regulates time. I've never heard of it. I guess it's been in the comics since the '80s, the Time Variance Authority, and I guess he'll partner up with Owen Wilson, and they can do really whatever they want, and we'll see what happens. It should be interesting. It's by one of the guys from um, Rick and Morty and some other good stuff. But what I watched this week that was really good. I have a soft spot for uh, 80s. That's when I grew up. Spielberg, Amblin Entertainment, that kind of stuff. And Sweet Tooth uh, on Netflix yes. was it was just wonderful. It was just yeah. really wonderful. And um, it's another show about a fucking plague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not original. But they did start it. It's based on a comic book that I had actually never heard of. Um, and unlike Lost, as far as I know, the, the comic book began had a middle and then ended. So I don't know where they'll go with the show, but there is a, as a whole story arc. And basically um, there's a plague. And as people start to die, new babies that are born are half animal, half human. And uh, Will Forte takes his son, who's a half deer boy to hide in the woods, hopefully forever, but it's a fairy tale. So, you know, that won't last forever. And uh, it really, it's really good storytelling. It's once Netflix stopped making everything 13 episodes, it's like this is eight episodes there. Some of them are different lengths. They're long enough to tell the story. It's not perfect, but it's really good. It's got a wonderful cast. This little kid is amazing. And uh, it really felt like stranger things felt um, that sort of eighties vibe, except stranger things. And this isn't a criticism as I like that stranger things was like, we're making a TV show that'll take you back to that. 
era of entertainment. This just has that vibe and it's really good. So Sweet Tooth, eight episodes. I don't know if it's officially been renewed, but it's, um, it's got almost as many viewers as Manifest in the past week or so. <laughs> so I think there's a good chance that it'll, it'll come back and I recommend it. Almost as many people as the devil's honey. Well, we'll never know. We'll never We're, know. No. I got taken away. Uh, Will Fort was talking, Fort, Fort was talking okay. about that. Forte. MacGruber. Also, yeah. I also found out again, and I want to see it based on what Will was saying. And I saw the trailer for it. I actually watched a trailer for that last night, Sweet Ooh. Tooth, and I want to watch it. He's also doing MacGruber on the, the Peacock Network, a series. So yeah, I just doing a series. Wait. Mickey Rourke's going to be the bad guy. I can't wait. It's yeah. just going to be. Terrible. That's because Val Kilmer is is really too frightening now. He's Val so Kilmer is well. great in that movie. Yeah, he's very good, but so, he's not well. Uh, all right. Well, as always, I don't have a lot of time because we took so much time with everybody, but that's okay. I'm into Hulu now all of a sudden. I've been watching a lot of docs on Hulu. I mentioned this on StreamQuest last week. The uh, We're in the Matrix, or there's a glitch in the Matrix. Uh, good documentary. But the one I want to talk about tonight is one called The Housewife and the Hustler. Now, if you guys are familiar with the movie Aaron Brockovich? Yes. Yeah. And the the boss of Aaron Brockovich, uh, I forget who the actor. Uh, oh, Albert Finney. Albert Finney. Turns out that guy was a famous lawyer in uh, L.A. Like mm-hmm. L.A. law is basically uh, uh, Darden, uh, Christopher Darden, who was on the OJ trial, was yeah. saying, when you think of L.A. law, this is this guy. Turns out he ends up marrying this young Chiquita who ends up on the Housewives of L.A. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay? Oh, and it turns out this guy's this. been scamming everybody. Oh, the yeah. lawyer's been scamming everybody? Everybody. Like a big story. He's yeah. been taking all their money. Any Any right. settlement he gets, he's been pocketing and building a lavish life and she's been building up a singing career and all this. And you think oh, about sure the end of that movie them. where the guy hands uh, Aaron Brockovich a $2 million check and oh my God, my boss is so nice. And it turns out this guy's a total scamming asshole. Oh, wow. And it's a pretty yeah, interesting documentary about, about this young woman who meets this guy. So you should check it out. It's pretty cool. Hulu's doing a lot of, I've been watching a lot of movies on Hulu too. Yeah. They're doing a They've lot got of cool good stuff. content. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I've been watching the handmaid's tale. Oh God. It's so good. I mean, I, I will tell you, if if Bradley Whitford does not win the Emmy this year for for um, best support, he is phenomenal. Uh, Evan so Peters you know, is going to yeah. win it for Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown is going to win everything. So Evan Peters is going to win. Even, he was awesome. Even, it's not even going to be close. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable how how that. And I watched that the last night, and HBO Max shut down for seven, eight hours. Almost HBO Max is like terrible. the worst. Hey, hey, ever. whatever. Maybe. Well, what they might be sponsoring us, so let's be yeah, careful. Easy, easy. On. Oh yeah, HBO Max is gonna sponsor. Right. Us. No, I got a, I got an email. I sent an email to him. I'm waiting to hear back. Yep. Oh, okay. right, well, that's it. HBO that's all. Max rocks. Oh, love that place. Uh, it's just, the just, best app ever. We just when took we up the want, whole... We've been watching Friends. You can make that face all you want. I don't care. You let Drew talk as long as he wants, so you can bite it, buddy. Um. So. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We've what been you watching mean by Friends. It. Listen to this. We've been watching Friends on HBO Max, and if you watch a few episodes in a row, even though we never have it on Spanish language, they will come on. The next episode comes on. It's like Donde está Ross y Chandler. Like the first three or four lines of dialogue are in Spanish, <laughs> and then Spanish. it just goes right back to. I uh, think they're still working out. Some, listen, HBO was Spanish. in motels forty-five years ago. Come on, give them give them a break. They've hey, been don't around worry. for a long time. Don't worry. When we take over those guys at Discovery, which we're yeah. doing, 
Right. We're going to fix all that crap. <laughs> fix it. You should you do it. All right, let's get to the let's Debbie, you now have Zaslav. We'll Debbie, take yes. We have to get Debbie to talk about our movie. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're all talking too much. Debbie's all fixed up. She's got a cool hairdo. Let's go. You now have 20 minutes to talk about your film. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. All right. Working girl. Are you going to do the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like and I said, this is how this began. Everyone's a director. Time. Yes. Hang on. I'll get it. Oh, my goodness gracious. There isn't any room at the top. For local girls like us. I'm not giving up. In the land of opportunity. They're not going to give you no shot test. They're going to shoot you. Where dreams are won and lost. Spray me down? Sorry? Well, I can't very well walk around my own party clinging. Someone's about to get what she deserves. I know I'm asking an awful lot, Tess, but I... I don't know what else to do. I need you to take over. Do me a favor, be me. Be my secretary. You do, sir? Thank you, Cynthia. Hold all calls, Miss McGill? Yes, Cynthia, thank you. Can I get you anything, Mr. Trainer? Coffee, tea, meat? <laughs> Isn't she right? That'll be all, Cynthia. But how you look. I have a head for business and a bod for sin. Is there anything wrong with that? Twentieth Century Fox presents Harrison Ford. Last night was special. It wasn't so special. I had to carry up three flights of stairs. Sigourney Weaver. This woman is my secretary. She's not. Oh no! Ask her. Melanie Griffith. How about you? I'm flat broke. I'm crazy about a man that I will probably never see again. Well, besides that. <laughs> In a new film, directed by Mike Nichols. I'm telling you, she's your man. Working girl. You know, maybe I just don't like you. Me? Nah. <laughs> so wow, that was trailer. a great trailer. Wow, talk about Amazing. a trip back to the 80s. Man, wow. Look how, young was Alec, how young was Alec Baldwin? Oh, my God. God. That was one of his oh first things. Oh, my God. Things. He was like a zygote. <laughs> All right, Deb, good call on this one. I want to hear why you picked it. I just love, and my favorite scene uh, in any movie, and <laughs> really, it's this this scene, and there's uh, another scene that I really think is a sexy, sexiest scene, is um, uh, when uh, Melanie Griffith is in the bar, you know, and she's bending, she's leaning, she drops her purse, and, and it's POV with um, uh, Harrison, Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah. And for those who don't know POV, it's point of view. So we can learn something from podcasts, but uh, Harrison, <laughs> Ford, Harrison Ford is just, you know, in the background and you see her and it pans down to her lifting up her uh, dress to get her purse or bag. And it is like so full of energy and sexuality. It's just, it just really, it's so subtle, but it's just very powerful. That was also his introduction shot too. That's when you first saw his face. Yeah, and he's yeah. he's a. There's nothing more appealing than a man who really appreciates a woman. There's nothing more appealing when a man looks at you like that. Isn't especially, that especially when she looks at him yes. at the bar and says, "That's how I." Want. I have a mind for business. 
That is and a bod for sin. I got I mean, a head for business. A head for and business. And a bod for sin. Bod yeah, women don't have minds. You know that, Ralph. <laughs> it's on. 1988 business. <laughs> this is, well, to me. No, no. She was very. This is Mel. Okay. It's very antiquated. You a bunch of stuff, right? Directed by Mike Nichols. Basically, you know, and I think that this movie is just depicts the the relationship between a man and a woman. Now, Alec Baldwin was with her friend sleeping wow. with her. And then he was right. dating Melanie Dor- Griffin. Doreen or with Doreen her or one of Doreen. Doreen. Yeah. No. Hey, Doreen. <laughs> hey, Doreen. Can you give us a synopsis? Like. Give us a synopsis of the film. Just what? Okay. What's- Here's a woman, New Jersey, and she speaks like with that New Jersey accent. And, uh, you know, but it she, came and went, but yeah, it came and went. And then she learned to try to, you know, change it. But here she is, uh, you know, just a secretary back in those days, they just had secretaries. They didn't have assistants. Um, but they, um, she just did all the, you know, the hard work to, to a, um, company in, um, so she wanted to, in trading, and uh, so she sort of like uh, got in with her boss to uh, she had great ideas, um, but she wasn't, you know, polished. She didn't go to the best college. She went to night school or, you know, mail away college and everything. So she did get her her uh, series yeah. seven or whatever, whatever that is uh, to her. I don't think they called it that, but you know, was in business. And uh, then she put together this deal and Harrison Ford uh, was uh, Sigourney Weaver's. Uh, uh, Sigourney uh, Weaver plays, plays a boss at a, at a yeah, major bank in Manhattan, in Manhattan, right? Mergers and acquisitions. Right. So if Sigourney yeah, Weaver, Melanie Griffith becomes her, her, her secretary. Yes, and now she assumes that she's running the show. Well, she- because Melanie Griffith goes on a vacation and breaks her leg and has no, to be away. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney yeah. Weaver. Right. Yeah. And her boyfriend was going to go and break up with her. Right. But then he meets her, uh, Melanie pretending Griffith. Pretending to be pretending to be a high, high, highfalutin Wall Street person. Highfalutin, yeah. And then yeah. she even has the, um, you know, the changes her voice. She yeah. Which is funny. Or to get some class. And, Gets rid of the tall hair. The tall yeah. hair. Love the tall hair. And Joan um, Cusack. Played oh, she her is very best friend. Biggest hair ever. Yeah. <laughs> Just is so adorable as that best friend in the high hair. And they both have that high hair. And they look like poodles, you know? It's just, just <laughs> it really is so cute. And because that was what was in style at that time, you know? Geez. So uh, it's just uh, her fight to uh, do something, get the man and um, and be taken seriously and to be taken seriously. Right. And she has a very small opinion of her. I think uh, she's very humble, you know, and she approaches her her job as like um, with humility. And you don't see that very often. You see everybody. Oh, I can do. I'm a woman. I can do. You know, OK. Yeah. Well. That goes without saying, you know, men don't do that. I'm a man. I'm strong. You know, you don't see that. You don't see that in men. You know, it's like, why does what I do every day on my Zoom calls for work? Brad, I'm going to do what I say because I'm a man. I'm strong. Yeah, right. (laughs) If I see that on Facebook, 
one more time from a woman. So, a woman <laughs> says something, one. and like fifty people say, "You're strong. Oh, you're strong. You're so strong." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like the date change. I hate. I'm gonna hate to deconstruct this movie for you, but I'm gonna have to at some point <laughs> and break down the actual what what's actually going on in this film. Not not okay. No, she 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 learns to you know to respect herself and to you know give herself some credit. You know, just okayness. You know, and then she gets into a nice uh, office at the corner, and she's she's got an assistant. You know, and. Uh, it's it's really good and, and it has one of the saddest ending scenes in movie history. And what is that, Ralph? What do they do at the end of that film? They pull back from the building. Pull back from the building, tiny little window, and you come back and it's like, oh, this is what she was fighting for to be this tiny little insignificant person in a in, in New York City. Wow, that's, man, you brought that's, me down. That's how I look at that. Now, wow. how she got there, all the things she did to get there to fight wow. for this, this tiny little office. positivity moment. <laughs> yeah, remember, this is 1988. 1988. going to be the, print, the queen and the king. I mean, we don't have that here. There's yeah, but, but she's in a, a you saw the of. office. She was like a closet when you really the, break it down. The way she played that, that might as well have been a gigantic corner office on the top that's, floor. Okay, that's, that's the way that's, she played but that's, it. Okay, maybe she was it's so proud of what she was able she to was do. She was so happy to be in that little office. No, um, um, listen, I'm not, I like the film, but looking back like, at it with 2021 20, eyes, yeah. you go, oh my God, A, Alec Baldwin was a baby. Oh my God, he was so oh, young. Yeah. Um, and he was furry. And free, well, he's always furry. He's very hairy. He's got that Austin um, Powers thing going. The whole Wall Street, the obsession with Wall Street, because this came out in 88. Wall Street came out in 87. So everybody uh-huh. thought, you know, Wall Street was the place. Um, and she, listen, Melanie Griffith hit, this was like in her, in her stage of something wild and all those great movies she was doing. She was an up and comer. She's great. This I'm was not, her, I'd say this was really the breakthrough role. Yeah. I think well, this, yeah, this wild. mainstream wild was her well, main, more mainstream. Something wild was still a bit cultish. This one was more mainstream. And Harrison Ford, this is an A movie. This is they really tried to play Harrison. They really, really, really try to push him as like a romantic lead. And that scene oh, he where he's was. in this, that scene where he takes his shirt off and all the ladies are clapping. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I thought know. that was very yeah. authentic. That I, was I very authentic. That I don't I know. Love- I don't know. Listen, I don't, I, 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 I like the film, but it's just, uh, my favorite scene is when Joan Cusack at the end, that pans, that, zi- that whip pan they do mm-hmm. when she goes, she made it. You know, that scene at the end where yeah. that was my favorite scene. And Joan Cusack is the, like the, she's a star. She's, she was great in this film. Playing, playing the best friend since 1988. Right. Actually, even earlier. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I didn't mean to rain on your parade, but I just that saw it. I because part of me is that someone did a review way back when uh, 20 years ago about look at look what this woman did. She struggled, struggled, struggled. And she's in that tiny office. And that that ending shot is just showing you how insignificant people are. I didn't ways. see it in that some way. Ways. Well, that, I'm just that's how I. Wow. That's that how glass I glass is half empty. Ooh. She fought, well, fought, well, fought. That's insignificant back. if you look at it, right? So yeah. why are we doing she, this podcast? It doesn't matter. She exactly. thought she was in a cubicle. She went that's from a my cubicle point to exactly. an office. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Ralph wow. on the podcast has the slightly bigger square. He makes the square a little bigger. Well, you know, Ralph, what were you de- describing right there about the insignificance of uh, her, you know, job and her position and everything? 
there is a word for that, and, uh, and it's called nominos. Are you familiar with that word? Well, Greeks in the long, long days, ancient Greeks, they used to um, have a, an experience, and they would send their um, philosophers out at night, and they would look at the Milky Way. And when they would look at the Milky Way, there was a feeling that you would get, and that's called nominos, and that is the insignificance of each person. So that kind of, I see that, but there's nothing wrong with that experience. Nothing. I think I just, I think you just told me the new tattoo I'm going to get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna there's put that nothing right. wrong with that experience. Wojo, Wojo, Wojo and Drew, come on, the two. Put it on the toe. Come on. There's got to be a little whiff of misogyny in this film. Has to be. Come on. Well, of course no. there is. Well, of course there is. Oh, why? Because I think the uh, the topless vacuuming scene was definitely needed in this. That was that was such that was, an important I, that was quite nice part though. in here. You know, Brad and I were counting and, and high heels. By times, the way, high heels. How many times are we going to see Melanie Griffiths um, in her underwear? How many Not times enough. is that going to happen? <laughs> um and and, and she Brad, said Ralph's gonna talk. I mean, and, Sean and I talk. said Sean's gonna talk <laughs> about gonna that. Talk about so, um, I didn't find um, like in that scene that she did with Alec Baldwin in her room, where mm-hmm. he gives her he gives her that that underwear, mm-hmm. whatever, wasn't Very sexy cool. at all. I didn't find that. Now the vacuuming with the high heels, that's pretty sexy. I mean, yeah, but uh, you should see me doing that. But the character uh, <laughs> oh, God, Harrison Ford's character. No. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. You don't take him as a misogynist, right? Who? Harrison, Harrison Ford's character, Jack Trainer. Jack Trainer. No, I don't no. think so. Because he, I mean, no. he was willing to. Are do you saying people with her watching it like Oliver, together? Oliver Platt in the beginning. Yeah. He and that other guy, they were definitely misogynist characters when they fixed her up with Kevin Spacey. Oh right, you know? yeah, I Kevin mean, Spacey. Geez, let's just set her up like she's a prostitute or something. <laughs> What I amazing mean, casting! Who would have thought to get Kevin Spacey as a sex harasser? Who would have thought? I mean, again, wow. again, Wall Street does the same thing with the Wall Street. You know, all the uh, the brokers down there. It's very, you know, it's oh, a very. Oh yeah. yeah! Did you ever see the movie Boiler Room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I mean, movie. that's yeah. just what disgusting. Well, that's not this movie. This movie is not. No, myself. look, this is a princess finding the prince movie, right, Debbie? This is what this is about. This is not, that's not, that's a side, you know, that's how some people are in that, that time frame, you know, in the eighties, there was like that. There's always been that element, you know, oh, yeah, hair and absolutely without a doubt. I, mean, I don't think it defines the movie, but there are definitely, it does, no, I don't think it defines the movie either. And I don't think it's a bad movie. I All right, mean, John and Drew, I got it. John, John right? Drew, John Drew, John Drew, one of you, jump in. Well, I want Drew to connect it to 2021, so I want to hear what Drew has to say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had an interesting double feature last night. Um, I don't know if you guys know, um, and just as a, as a little heads up, this has nothing to do with me being Jewish, so a little change in the, <laughs> the subject there. Um, I watched two movies last night because uh, I'm recording two shows tonight. This one and movie strange. And so I watched working girl for this one, which I, I I was 12 when it came out. Um, I definitely didn't see it in the theater. I have seen it before. I I don't remember. Maybe I saw it in high school because there were boobs or something. I don't remember really having any kind of 
like thoughtful <laughs> reaction to it or anything. Um, I think I saw regarding Henry more times and that wasn't oh. so good either, oh. but, um, Bad movie. then I watched a movie called teeth, which we're going to, Ooh, and teeth is, um, a movie about a young woman who discovers, um, that she has uh, teeth in her vagina <laughs> and vagina dentata is uh, is a long uh, human tradition of, about the fear that men have of women and all that sort of stuff. But it was actually, it was an unexpected resonance um, across the movies about the vulnerability of being a woman and the way that, um, that men can behave to you uh, towards you. Yeah. And uh, I won't, I'm not interested in naming names or going into details, but um, this movie really triggered my wife with how awful women can treat each other uh, in the workplace. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I won't name any names, oh, but Sean knows, Sean knows exactly what I'm talking about and who I'm talking about. Um, and right. to, to watch, I mean, to, to, Sigourney Weaver is such a, a, a weird choice for the villain because she's basically the villain because she's a woman that acts like a man. Yeah. And... Yeah that's mm-hmm. that's not really fair Sigourney Weaver's a, I love her she's a wonderful actress this is a couple of years after Alien and she got I think another Oscar nomination for this one um yeah. but and it was after Ghostbusters too right right and that was it what 84 so you know she's she's on a roll and this is a movie full of movie stars and stuff but the whole thing of the movie was like she wasn't a nice person I'm not defending her character or her conduct or anything but it just it, it I, I don't know if it was just that it was dated in that sense, it kind of reminded me of the movie. I don't know if you remember uh, the Will Smith movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, about uh, a guy who will do anything to achieve his his dreams of, of succeeding in finance. True story. And the guy did it. Uh, at least uh, Melanie Griffith's character didn't bring her kid with her. Like, the Pursuit of Happiness, I think, is, is reprehensible. Like he's sleeping in a public bathroom with his son. Uh, who people are trying to break in, all that kind of stuff. Like Melanie Griffith's character is very selfish and ambitious, and there's nothing innately wrong with that. But um, I, I don't know. It, it um, I, I didn't like it. Um, I didn't hate it. It's very dated, which is part of why I guess I didn't hate it, but I, I didn't like it. And it's got a lot of people in it that I like, and Mike Nichols is uh, an interesting filmmaker, but it's one of those movies that I, I, I wouldn't say it hasn't aged well because I think it's still really, really accurate to the way that uh, women can be treated in the, in the workplace. Uh, yeah, the way Mad I agree Men. With that. Yeah. I and mean, the Mad Men was the same. And that was, that was 30 years, set 30 years before that. So yeah. you know how things don't change. Well, did that you much. like Mad Men, Drew? I actually, I couldn't watch it because I was working in advertising at the time and it honestly felt like going to work. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I hear good things and I like the people in it, John Hamm and Christina Hendricks and all that stuff. But um, really good. Um, yeah, I'm curious, why, why do you say that Melanie Griffith's character is selfish in this? That's not a criticism. She is selfish. She wants, she's ambitious and she wants to succeed in business. And the only way that she can succeed in business in this movie is to either act like a man, like her boss, or to be deceptive. And that's, that's not me saying it. That's the way that the movie goes. So that's why it's more like a fairy tale, finding a prince. You know, like the whole thing she's doing is, is not right. But who cares? Because it's a good deal. And she's a good person. We'll you know, you're rooting for her. You're rooting for her because she's a good person. But yeah, she's lying through the whole thing. I'm not, it's not, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even rooting against her. Like yeah. I can look at her in the movie and I can say, well, her, her boyfriend is an asshole. And, you know, she, <laughs> the fact that she even contemplated getting back together with him, I would have been you know, more disappointed in her. But yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't find anybody in the movie that I really wanted to root for. Um, and we all know, you know, uh, Harrison Ford explains how he got the scar on his chin. Uh, 
And we all know that that he got that when he was River Phoenix in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in the next year. So that I didn't need that. <laughs> but um, it's one of those movies I just I, it was it was interesting to go back to, but I didn't care for it. Well, it's interesting John. you bring up you talk about the you know her you know almost staying with Alec Baldwin you know when she was she couldn't make a decision not to you know and I thought that was a little, little out of character for her for honestly because she's this ambitious woman who's trying to get ahead and doing all this but then she, but then she falls back and she won't leave a guy who she walked walked in sleeping with somebody well, else. I think I think that's because I don't know I thought that was a little strange honestly well I think I think it's because had to the, contemplate that. Well, that's right after she, she got found out and, and mm-hmm. things are bad. So she's like, she reached for the brass ring. She didn't get it. So I happens. have to go back to yeah. everything. And then she felt like I don't, I don't have any place else to go. And then the fairy tale ending is that, you know, she shows up to get her, her stuff from her desk and it turns mm-hmm. into a whole, uh, yeah. save the deal, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. So. And he says, this is your man. Right. Harrison Ford says, this is your man. John. Um, Wow. I, 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 <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. And I look at this as a 40s or 1950s romantic comedy. You stick Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn in the same roles. And I think the movie's just as good. I, I, I don't think I got uh, as deep as you guys did. I enjoy this movie for a lot of reasons. One, Melanie Griffith is excellent in it. Uh, I was shocked that she's number three. Uh, on the credits, Harrison Ford was first. I that was gonna, yeah, Reaver, we were and then they were top billing, but they didn't get yeah. really top billing very often. I was yeah. very shocked at that. And yeah. Yeah. Harrison Ford got top billing, then well, right because he was at then, he was at his height too. But uh, yeah, but still, I loved Harrison Ford in this because it was kind of the first kind of goofy thing he he ever did as a leading man. Uh, very out of character for his other stuff. Uh, he wasn't like a superhero, you know, he wasn't like the stud. He was kind of goofy. And like, I, the, I'll give you one example. There's one scene where they're having lunch and he had a, he had a little dot of mayonnaise on his mouth the whole time they're talking, right? To me, that's just, that made him. And it never went anywhere. I just thought she was going to point it out. It yeah, never I went anywhere. Was it was a very <laughs> endearing thing. And Sigourney Weaver, um, she was a villain because she was a bad person, right? Because she stole that idea. And, and I think, right. I think there's a little misread. I don't, uh, Tess wanted to do everything the right way. She realized that there were barriers because she was an executive assistant, because she was a woman. So it was going to be much tougher for her. Then she meets Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver gives the advice. You got to take it. You got to go after it, right? All that advice. And You're she's doing everything the right way. Then Sigourney Weaver steals the idea from her. That's when everything changed. And she took Sigourney Weaver's advice and did what she needed to do right. and came up with a great idea. But, um, uh, the one so two thing, wrongs make a right is the, no, lesson but, of but the movie? I think. No, it's your idea, your initial idea to murder. Exactly. I will say the one thing that really stuck out for me that uh, every t- every time they showed the Twin Towers, it was it yeah. gut punch yeah. for me. Uh, yeah. But I, I really enjoyed this movie for what it was. I, it it uh, All the Wall Street stuff and the business dealings was on the side. It was a love story. That's what it was. It was right. a love story between Harrison Ford and Melanie Griffith. And at the end, Ralph, I totally... Uh, I didn't read what you read at all. She thought she was in a cubicle. She thought she had to get this woman coffee. She realizes she's the one in charge. She puts her feet up on the desk. She calls her friend to brag about it. She made it. Uh, this is the first step to making it. So I don't, I didn't see it that way at all. And especially the way she played it. It's when all of us, realized, all of us going She the realized this ring. woman was a secretary or executive. I got it. Assistant. I got it. I understand. The look on her face of realization when, when she realized that 
this person's working for me, not the other way around. Right. Was now I gotta tell you though, I, I understand why that worked movie wise, you know, because it's in a movie. But I thought, come on, you don't get a job and you don't even know what you're doing. Right. You know, you just show up. Oh, I'm well, the boss I'm told her she's because she said you're starting at the you're okay starting That's right. at the bottom. You're starting at the bottom, you're gonna have to work your way up. And that was yeah, the bottom. But, so but they wouldn't her. have discussed what her position was. I know. I know, Michelle, you have to, you know. No, I mean, I, I get it, let, but that's. Suspend disbelief, Michelle. That's suspend disbelief. And I thought their chemistry was excellent. Harrison Ford. No, it, listen, their chemistry was excellent. great. Melanie Griffith is yeah. gorgeous. Fantastic. That's Tippy Hedren's daughter, by the way. Tippy Hedren yes. from The Birds. And, and, and I loved her in uh, Something Wild and yeah. this one, uh, you know. Now, yeah. I'll admit this. As soon as I turned the movie on, I heard Carly Simon's song. Holy crap. That song got me right back into, you know, that mode. That song is amazing. The song. Yeah. I don't know if she won an Oscar for that or not. Yeah, she did. I, I, she, yeah. did she did win. I didn't, I didn't know if she won. That song. Yeah, well, she won. Because I put the trailer in first and that song comes on. I'm like, oh my God. I remember now I put me right the back. Soundtrack, the, the soundtrack was excellent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Soundtrack well, was really opinion, good. I, I saw nice. this. Um, it might surprise you. I saw it in the movies. No, really? You say that every time. We're not surprised anymore. I saw it we in the theater. I saw no it. You were really I did too. You didn't 1988, we all went to the movies. Yeah. Everybody no, went to the not. movies. So I, I, you know, I liked it. I wouldn't say it was hugely impactful. I enjoyed it. When Debbie picked it, I must admit, I, I kind of looked at the, the prospect with Tread because somehow I thought it wasn't going <laughs> to age. Well, and I wasn't going to. That was a great I, face, Debbie. That was a great look you just gave him. You just gave him the best look. In fact, I think when Ralph edits this, he should zoom in to your Everybody's face. A, that was great. Everybody's was a director. Jesus. Michelle, give me the look. Repeat it for me. <laughs> I have to say something as you. I know that look. Well. So wait, Sean, you were in the middle of a thought. What? You okay, were? sorry, but I'll tell you what. I really enjoyed this movie much more than I expected. And what I really loved is the cast. I loved, you know, Oliver Platt. You know, yeah. Kevin Spacey. And man, I'm like, man, they nailed him. They whoever cast this movie got it right. Well, Spacey that, just Spacey was a last minute replacement. He only had that morning to learn the script. You're yeah. someone else supposed was cast. to play that role. I don't remember. I, I I read it, but I can't remember who it was. So he he, he used sense. He used his sense experiences to to play that role. Like <laughs> you, um, you know, it goes, but this will be acting because I'm I'm going to be doing this with a girl. Yeah, you know. But um, other than that, <laughs> and I mean, like David Duchovny. Ricky I was going to say, if you yeah. blink, you missed oh, yeah. David Duchovny. Yeah. We went back and looked after we saw like, the cast. We said, oh, we got to find them. Bridesmaids. Yeah. He was like friend at birthday party. Or yeah, yeah, that's was. right. <laughs> and the person who skipped by me that surprised me most, um, you know, because it is a Mike Nichols film, was um, Suzanne Shepard, who yeah. played the receptionist. And if you don't know who she is, she's more famous for playing the mother-in-law in uh, Goodfellas. But the thing is, aside from being like an actress who's worked hundreds of times, uh, Olivia Dukakis has a tiny role in this. Yeah, Yeah. there's something behind you. Oh my God, there's a monkey. No, no, um, (laughs) a monkey. The cat, Ralph, in the window. But um, (laughs) (laughs) no, I always have to. Wait a minute, I always have to make it about me. But this is interesting. No, really. I helped make a documentary about Suzanne Shepard because, aside from being an actress. She's one of the most respected acting, uh, acting coaches and teachers in New York. 
Oh, and God. Debbie and I were supposed to go up <laughs> Mike Nichols, one thing, you know, at the premiere of this film about Suzanne Shepard. And Debbie had bought a new dress. You know, we're in Baltimore. I had a meeting down in Washington to work on an FBI project. I was told it was just a meet and greet. So we were going to race up to New York. And they put me in the skiff, if you know what that is down there. It's a secure area where you have no communications. And they kept me there all day. And Debbie is getting furious. I was so pissed off because <laughs> this FBI agent, she just wanted to make sure everybody knew where she was coming from. She spent all this, like, hours and hours and hours. I'm taking like, up. Mike Nichols, hey, we got to meet. We got to go meet somebody. We got, we are prepared to go to New York City. She brought a dress. I bought a brand new dress. You know, so we did. And then we didn't see Mike Nichols and he was dead like um, three months later. Like, can't we have another drink? (laughs) So that's my Mike Nichols story. Mike Nichols. Well, here's the, uh, here's the uh, Academy Award information on the back of the laser disc. Laser disc. Nominated Best Picture, nominated Melanie Griffith, Best Actress, nominated Sigourney Weaver, Best Actress, nominated Joan Cusack, Best Supporting Actress. Wait, Sigourney Nom- Weaver's nominated for Best Actress? Yep. Who's nominated Mike Long Nichols, enough. Mike Nichols, Best Director. Winner, Best Original Song, Let the River Run by Carly Simon. Now, I want That's to say the only one, to- one that won? Yep. Yep. The song. The song. Now, Mike Nichols, I don't know if everyone here follows his career, but you want to talk about a guy who's brilliant at times, and then it's like, make some really odd, crappy movies. It's Mike Nichols. I mean, to me, a film I saw in the theaters quite a few times in the early 70s was Day of the Dolphin. Has anyone here? Oh, seen yeah. yeah. Now, George oh, T. Scott. Oh, I love Pa. Yeah. Oh. Now, that is a movie that you would think is a Oh, my God. George I saw that on TV or George something. George C. Scott. Day of the Dolphin. But that wasn't a movie. Yeah. It had Mike Nichols, like, hot off of, like, all these great films. It had it's script by um, what's his name? Um, the guy yeah, who's that guy, that guy. Okay, toothbrush. Uh, he's short guy, tall guy, yeah, short guy, tall, brown, brown, brown blonde hair. Been on Saturday Night Live. Red hair. Oh, the same guy who did the poetry. <laughs> and um, George C. Scott. I mean, that was an A picture, and then he followed that up. George Papard with with the fortune. It was George Papard, wasn't <laughs> uh, it? Jack Nicholson. Are we just gonna yell out names yeah, now? Jack Nicholson? That's what we did in the last episode. So. And then he did the fortune with Jack Nicholson, and then he like near the end of his career he did that that Gary Shandling movie where he's an alien looking. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That many uh, people considered the worst, you know, the worst financial loss. Yeah, that was not good. You know, you know I mean, but right, he, enough I mean, of your stories with people you wanted to. Hey, make. by the All way, right, working Debbie, girl, they made a TV series out of Working Girl starring Sandra Bullock in the oh, movie. Really? Thrill. I watched the pilot just after I watched the movie. Oh, it was so bad. Really? So I no think it vacuuming. Three episodes. It was no vacuuming. On Debbie, why? Why? Yeah. Why did you pick this film? What's the reason behind picking this film? It's, I remember seeing it in um, the '80s, and then I really liked it. I liked the sex scene in it. Um, the <laughs> hot scene, and I won't say sex scene. <laughs> Which one, Alec Baldwin? No, that was a good sex scene. That was great. It's not what it looked like. Well, it is what it looks like, but when you first meet somebody, yeah, no, life, you know what I mean, and you've got that certain something going on. The earth moved. The angels wept. I get the pole. Then I watch teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I love their chemistry, Deb. I thought their chemistry was great. But uh, Debbie, Debbie. 
I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I kind of pooped on it a little bit. You know, I pooped on the, cause, uh, I still find that last scene. And, and I have to admit, I oh read it somewhere. God. I read it somewhere. No, it's like you're struggling, 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 and you're happy because you're stuck in this giant but you know building. What? But you know what? How many movies pan out at the end and show the people this big? All you the bad ones. You can look at it from the exact opposite perspective, too, and say she got this big office where it's this beautiful scene, and you pan out, it's this huge building. I know, she got to the I know. top of this Listen, big building I know in New the, York. I know what the man is trying being, to tell you. I understand. So, I understand. Right. I trying to keep you in your position. Good job, Red. Be a dog that won't get rid of. Boy, a dog. you're really speaking out a lot tonight. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Energize, Brad. Is good. This is Brad. Good. I love that face. Let me see that face again. There we go. All right. <laughs> so here's what we've decided. We're going to go three, three by two, unless we get an interview. Wait, hold on. There's one more oh. thing to say about this movie uh, oh. that is so incredibly '80s, which is that Melanie Griffith is a real serious professional because she was out of her mind. On booze and coke, the whole yeah. shoot, you would never know it from yeah. her performance. I did. Yeah. Kidding, really? Yeah. No, she was gone. And apparently, yeah. the the last uh, the scene with Joan Cusack gets married. That scene we mentioned before, where it looks like right. she's contemplating maybe returning to Alec Baldwin's character. Right. Um, she uh, was so drunk and so late that uh, they had to reshoot it, and they couldn't move it because it was three days before Mike Nichols' wedding to Diane Sawyer. So they actually had to reschedule it for a few weeks later. I think, I think a few weeks later, they deducted $75,000 from her. And they paycheck. made somebody follow her oh, around wow. and keep her. Yeah. Sober. They had to give her a sober companion. And three weeks after this movie wrapped, she went into rehab. Right. So it, it does kind of tell you, and it's very eighties. I yeah. mean, you her and Alec Baldwin, a lot of cocaine crazy, crazy. and a lot of alcohol. And the other you way, you know, know, it's the eighties. It's the high cut, uh, bikini bottom in the mm-hmm. closet scene. I don't know. The ladies can tell me what that, the high cut thing. Yeah. It's yeah. That's what says eighties like that. Yeah. You're right. So, I'm oh, just yeah. saying when she's in the closet, Alex Baldwin's looking at her. Debbie, I thought it was, was a very romantic cut. comedy and I really enjoyed it. All right. That's good. All right. So we're like I said earlier before, uh, we have to do, we're going to do three by two. So we'll do spin the wheel, bitches. There you go. We're going to spin the wheel. Thank you. <laughs> Now, Debbie, as you notice, Debbie's not on this list because she. Just oh, won. look at this! She's still in our hearts. I thought we weren't doing singles next time. No, I t- we're doing three, three by, by two. Time. We're doing two. Then, so um, yes, this we're is doing the second two. of two. <laughs> oh my God, let's go! But aren't we? Aren't we supposed you know to what? spin the wheel all the time in terms of what category? No, no. You keep Brad. You keep doing that. No. No, Brad, oh, you're conflating. He's being Brad. mean to you, Brad. No, I'm not. That's what we should do when it's the themed version. Yes, we spin it when it's. I bring my own, and guess what? I hope you guys love the '70s because I'm digging one up. Oh shit! So let's go. Let me right? guess. Is it for 1971? Doesn't because matter. It's gonna, it's gonna be sometime. Get ready be, for misogyny and racism, baby. Maybe sometime in the '70s. All right, so there it is. Pick <laughs> the Porkies. I know it's the '80s. I'm picking it. I'm picking it. I don't know. But. Silent running. We'll be there. Oh, don't, don't, I'm running. Don't, oh, yeah, I'm not listening. Yeah. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I'm if listening to nobody. All right, so we'll we'll see everybody next week. Everybody have a safe week. Ralph, don't we? Are we doing Yippee Ki Yay, Yippee Ki Night Day for the movie? No? Oh, I forgot. We got to review. He just it. doesn't give a crap anymore. He just really is don't. thinking, how soon can I get this bullshit done wow. so I can be by myself with Drew? Well, right. I mean, it's fine. We don't have we to have go some vacuum to the right, Let's go. Uh, that's fine. We don't uh, have to do uh, this. Uh, well, Joe and Brad, what's your rating on this one? Be guy who gives a shit. I'll give it. Yes. I like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Drew, Drew, what do you got? Be guy, yeah. 
Yippee ki yay. Uh, John, <laughs> John. Yippee ki yay. Uh, uh, Sean and, and Debbie, of course. Yippee Kaye. Yeah. Well, I know Yippee Kaye. It's a good oh, time. Right. Oh my I'm God. Dep- after you freaking depress Off of that depressing us. ending. It's she got a whole jumped out of the window. It makes me so sad. The ending makes me sad. Once she the- understood how small her office was, she probably jumped out of the window. The Carly you Simon scene I mean, was amazing. Instead of HBO Carly Simon sponsoring was us, we should be sponsored by the latest SSRI drug. <laughs> Yippee Kaye Mother Podcast starring Ralph Qua, however he says his name. I'm this just saying, week. look at it again with Brought those eyes. Brought to you and by Paxlo Prozac, wrong. Lexapro, anything you need. We and got it here. You know, my favorite thing in the whole movie was, uh, well, Melanie Griffith vacuuming in her, you know, naked. Yeah, we know. In her high yeah. heels. Mm-hmm. And the song, Carly Simon's song, I thought was fantastic. So If only it played then. All right, exactly. All right, guys. Have a good week. I mean it sincerely. <laughs> I can't wait till next week. Oh, I can't wait. He's one. all looking forward to it's it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I can't all wait right. to see it. Yeah. I might. No, nah, never mind. All right. All right. You might what? Nothing. What um, were you going to say? Nothing. nothing. We've already done slap shot. Okay. We will talk next week. Okay. We've already Everybody done have that. a safe week. I mean it. And we'll talk next week. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Ah.